Energy Transition Now with David Linden. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, David Linden, the Head of Energy Transition for the Westwood Global Energy Group. And you're listening to Energy Transition Now, where we discuss what the transition really means for the oil and gas and the broader energy industry. In our last episode, we spoke about the importance of technology and innovation in decarbonizing our economies. One of the technologies that could play a vital, if not essential, role in making net zero emissions by mid-century possible is carbon capture, utilization and storage, CCUS. To talk to us about the potential for CCUS, I have a real pleasure of having Kentaro Hosomi, Mitsubishi Heavy Industries, MHI Group, as my guest today. Ken brings over 40 years of experience to the MHI Group with a focus on the power and energy sector. He is currently an Executive Vice President at MHI and serves as the Chief Regional Officer, a CRO for the EMEA region, and is also the CEO of Mitsubishi Heavy Industries, EMEA. In these roles, he leads MHI's efforts to grow its business across the region and across MHI group companies. He previously served as the president and CEO of the company's energy systems domain and was deeply involved in MHI group's energy transition strategy. He is also a member of the board for Vestas Wind Systems, where MHI holds a stake. Ken, it's great to have you on the podcast today. I very much look forward to our discussion. Thank you very much for your introduction. Absolute pleasure. Now, let's get into the questions and what we're really here for, I guess. Um, you know, MHI is a very significant industrial group. Uh, you've got global operations, 80,000 employees, you know, 4 trillion yen of, of revenue, etc. But can you maybe just talk to us a little bit around how MHI is helping to decarbonize its customers or more broadly, even the, the global economy? Uh, thank you very much. I'd like to say first that the MHI, uh, through its uh, history, has a very broad portfolio of technology solutions. Carbon capture is uh, one of the technologies we are uh, leading the world is, but also together we have uh, invested quite, quite a few amount in uh, developing uh, hydrogen as an alternative fuel for that. And uh, also we are already implementing uh, measures uh, like uh, waste heat recoveries, those would uh, help the industry to decarbonize. And those uh, through those technologies, uh, we are sort of uh, focusing ourselves uh, in this uh, energy transition, mainly on the decarbonization of the industries, uh, which are really hard to abate uh, such kind of uh, uh, carbon emissions. So uh, in through these uh, uh, technologies, I think we can contribute uh, to you know, uh, reach the net zero or carbon neutral world. Thank you. Yes. Now, I had a, I had a look through your, your medium term strategy and I could see that things like hydrogen do play a very big role. And maybe we'll have to come get you back on again to talk about hydrogen another time. Um, but we're here to talk about CCS. So, uh, you know, a key question I would have for you, you know, of all the different technologies that are out there, why have a focus on CCS? What's driving that for, for MHI? Looking at uh, the world, as I said, uh, there are many industries uh, which currently still we need those products uh, in order to, for the world to develop, such as the steel or cement, aluminum, fertilizers, these kind of uh, industries. These are essential 
for our daily lives and for the development of the world in its entire. So these industries, as of today, heavily rely on fossil fuel to, for the process, the production process of uh, those kind of uh, products. And as of today, uh, the uh, available, uh, looking at available technologies, of course, in the future, as I said, placing such kind of fossil fuel with hydrogen, these kinds of things, this could uh, come into the picture. But as of today, what we need to do is to you know, reduce the, eliminate the carbon emissions from those kind of processes. And there, I think the carbon capture technology is going to play a, bit, a very significant role in those kind of industries. And just so I maybe understand, um, are you saying that it's a choice between hydrogen and CCS, or are you saying... CCS is something that can be done now and maybe hydrogen later. Yeah, uh, CCS is a technology we can uh, apply now. And of course, this uh, CCS also works in the production, in, in the process of producing hydrogen as well as, you know, cracking the fossil, uh, the fossil fuel and uh, separating the CO2 will make uh, hydrogen. So this sort of uh, technology uh, will uh, not only serve as uh, the carbon capture, uh, from the existing uh, industries today, but also it will work in the future uh, in the process of uh, producing hydrogen as well. Very interesting. Okay, so it's kind of an enabler for the yeah. hydrogen economy as well. Very interesting. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we started to get into a little bit around how CCS works um, yeah. and those things. And actually, there's there's a few good videos on your website as well, actually, that you, you, you have that sort of works you through the process. But can you maybe just talk us through a little bit about you know what solutions are available uh, or, or need to be developed? Basically, our carbon capture technology is based on uh, a, a sort of a solvent, liquid, and absorbs the uh, uh, the CO2, the carbon dioxide, from the exhaust gas of uh, such kind of process. This is basically our technology, and for that, any you know uh, industry which is burning. Uh, the fossil fuel and emitting the exhaust gas, this can be applied. So, as I said, uh, the hard to abate industries like uh, steel or cement, these kind of tech, uh, industries uh, is can benefit from that. Of course, uh, uh, first it was used on thermal power stations. This is the start of our uh, technology. But also now uh, the application is spreading to those like, uh, you know, the uh, shipping, uh, where uh, we can, uh, we are developing a more, you know, modularized technology for capturing carbon from the shipping emissions. So uh, there are uh, various, you know, applications based on our technology as of today. It's really, re I would say, readily available as of today. Okay, and, and, and just for clarity then, for folks who maybe don't, haven't come across CCS before, you talked about MHA having a, a solvent liquid kind of uh, solution. Is that the approach that everybody else takes as well, or is, is what you're doing unique? There are various approaches to carbon capture and utilization technologies, but this is uh, this, this solvent technology we have already been doing for 30, more than 30 years, and uh, we have already many projects uh, in the world which have applied such kind of uh, projects. The largest being to a coal-fired plant in the United States, which is this, uh, as of today, the largest you know single carbon capture uh, plant in the world. And that uses MHI technology. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, very interesting. In terms of the, so so we've talked about 
well, certainly I talk <laughs> to a number of clients about CCS um, and its readiness and its applicability. And, and certainly, you know, some of them are baffled, should I say, that why hasn't CCS already been deployed so much? Um, you know, there's clearly, you know, it's a, a driver here, which is about decarbonization. Um, I'm happy to hear if there's more to consider here than just that. But there must be some barriers to its deployment as yeah. well, whether it be technical or commercial. I mean, could you maybe just sort of, you know, allude to some of those and help us understand why we haven't all got CCS on all our industries right now? One of the challenges of uh, the carbon capture is that uh, eventually the captured uh, carbon dioxide has to be stored or utilized. And uh, of course, we are also uh, working on the uh, R&D activities for utilization of captured uh, carbon dioxide. At this moment, the most, I would say, viable solution would be to store the storage, the captured carbon captured. So in terms of that, uh, there were, I think it was a little bit uh, difficult in finding uh, proper uh, storage areas. Uh, that was one of the uh, challenges we had. But looking at, for example, in the UK right now, the UK government is promoting the storage into the depleted uh, oil and gas fields in the North, uh, North Sea. As you uh, already know, there's, uh, the, the UK government is encouraging the industries to form clusters. And uh, basically, those emissions will be captured and uh, transported and stored in the North Sea. Uh, that is the whole plan. And such sort of initiatives is breaking through such kind is one way to break through those kind of challenges. One other thing uh, the, the challenge is that the of course CO2 itself, unless we find a way to utilize that, it has uh, doesn't have any commercial value in that sense. <laughs> so it means that the this uh, facility of capturing CO2, it is a sort of a, some kind of an addition to you know the already uh, the production facilities uh, for that. So that kind of uh, you know. I would say capital uh, investment. This has been a challenge, but also in that sense, the UK government is uh, introducing some, I believe, it is some measures to facilitate uh, such kind of carbon capture and uh, storage uh, scheme. So we're expecting that this kind of uh, scheme would help ease, you know, the investment into such kind of carbon capture facilities, and this will also help this uh, carbon capture uh, to be more. I would say applicable to many industries. Very interesting. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, there were some interesting things in there that you talked about a little bit earlier as well around um, maybe some of the technical constraints. Um, so you talked about modularization um, to make this work elsewhere. Mm. Just so I understand, so the technology is kind of ready but it, you maybe need to do things like modularization to um, I don't know, reduce cost and actually make it technically feasible, if that's fair, um, in, in different industries. Am, am I interpreting that correctly? Yeah, of course. Uh, uh, we also, on our side, as uh, the you know, producers of such kind of uh, carbon capture systems, we are trying to uh, drive the cost down. And one way uh, we are saying is that we are improving our solvents so that uh, making it more effective, meaning that we can make, uh, you know, the facilities smaller uh, than the, pre uh, the previous cases to capture the CO2. 
with more efficient solvents. This is one way, and we are already testing uh, such kind of new solvents in uh, places like Mongstad, Norway, where we are having uh, getting very good results of uh, those kind of uh, efficiency. This is one way. And also, the other thing is that there are many smaller uh, industries and applications uh, which needs carbon capture, like for example, waste uh, waste to energy plants. These are much more smaller, uh, you know, cities which also need such kind of carbon capture technologies. And for those small, we are developing modular uh, sort of uh, solutions for such kind of small uh, applications, smaller applications, so that in order to capture CO2 from such kind of smaller installation, we can also, you know, multiply such kind of uh, modular uh, application, modular solutions in order to solve uh, such kind of issues of such smaller uh, emitters. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Um, a question that often gets asked, Ken, is that, um, and, and, and maybe this is a, a, the criticism that's leveled, because you know, you, you're at the intersection of the CCS and the hydrogen economy, um, as I can see. There is a, a question that is often asked around whether sufficient carbon is captured when, for example, producing blue hydrogen. And, you know, old studies have shown that it's you know less than 90% uh, and so forth. And there's been a lot of I don't know if you follow your LinkedIn feed or anything like that, but there's a lot of chatter on LinkedIn and other mm. places that it, it isn't good enough, the carbon capture technology for blue hydrogen in that sense. Mm. What would you say in response to that? Because you're clearly working on the latest technology mm, yeah. associated with that. With our technology, we are always making for uh, going for more than 90% of uh, carbon capture from the blue gas, from uh, such kind of emitters. So I think, uh, uh, yes, looking at the technology as of today, we think that uh, this is uh, uh, contributes significantly to reducing uh, the carbon emissions from the existing industries. Of course, there will need to be uh, further, uh, th there is room for further innovation in the future. And uh, we will not stop uh, here. We will always try to improve our technology and make it pro progress uh, through various uh, projects. But in order to do so, we need to work with many partners, I would say, uh, especially the emitters or those who are uh, responsible for transport and storage of uh, such kind of uh, carbon, uh, uh, captured carbon. We, uh, we, we cannot, uh, we have to turn this whole, I would say, the carbon circulation or carbon cycle into a more effective and more economical, so everybody can uh, use such kind of things. So uh, this is uh, where we see a, a very strong need for partnering with our various uh, uh, stakeholders in this uh, uh, circulation. So in order to move this technology forward uh, to be more efficient, I think that is the status of today. Perfect, Ken. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and, and people often forget that things get better rather yeah. than worse so <laughs> yeah that's that's technology and progress yeah. but that, that, that's good to hear that you're you're working on that and maybe that's a good way to sort of come to the question I wanted to ask you around sort of I guess call call it building a business case but there are a number of things you've talked about here whether it's about smaller industries or um, clusters and the concept of the you know the lack of commercial value and how you're working through that and what governments need to do what is it actually in simple terms, maybe, what is it that is needed to make a CCS project actually work? I think uh, one of uh, the most uh, 
important part is a government uh, policy or support in such kind of uh, building uh, a, the whole value chain of uh, carbon capture and uh, use energy and storage. So means that uh, I think in order to for the industry to move one step forward, I think some kind of incentives is required, not only on the uh, capex side, but also this uh, carbon capture you know facility is in order to recover such kind of uh, investment for the carbon capture facility it needs some kind of predictability that uh, this uh, uh, carbon capture business will run for a certain period of time. In order to ensure such kind of a certain business for the carbon capture, there's some kind of predictability in the business. This, I think the government has, I would say governments, <laughs> will have to play a significant role in such kind of creating such kind of predictability. No, I, I, I can see that. And that's often um, you know, something, you know, pro projects I've worked on myself, uh, it's a similar sort of question is it, it, it looks fine, but you need the government incentive to either create the commercial value uh, and how do you do that? And there, there are many different models for achieving that. And, and I guess the UK has got one approach mm. to that. Mm. If you're thinking about a project, though, what are some of the other challenges that, that, that you can come through in a business case? I don't mean you know, it's a challenge in itself, but what is it you need to prove in a business case? So I'm thinking things like you talked about a cluster. Why is clustering good? Is that because that's where you get a high concentration and a longer term uh, supply, should we call it, of CCS? Um, and that's that's reasonable people are choosing clusters or, or is there other reasons that can go, you know, to justify why you would do CCS in that particular place? I think the, the clusters means that you, you, the flue gas from each emitter is different. So we need a sort of uh, uh, different solutions for each of these emitters. So that's why I mentioned about, uh, you know, the modular approach. This could be a better, better solution for uh, such kind of uh, different, you know, emitters. And the one thing that uh, I'm referring to a cluster or the, or the UK government is going for cluster is that this, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the challenge was transportation storage in a very, you know, efficient and physically, you know, acceptable way. This was one of the challenges of uh, this uh, uh, carbon capture uh, being uh, commercialized. So in that sense, the transportation to to make this uh, transportation and storage in an economical and affordable way, it is good that this kind of emissions will be gathered the, as a clusters and uh, will be treated in a single source. This is a sort of the idea behind uh, clusters being more effective economically. Okay, that's very clear. No, that makes a lot of sense. So, so in a cluster, you got different, as you say, modular solutions for the different yeah. emitters, um, and then you're trying to be as close to transport, reduce the transportation and the, the storage costs to make that, as you say, economic. Yeah, exactly. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Okay, very interesting indeed. Okay, so I mean, look, I mean, MHI in itself is clearly, you know, as you talked about, you had one of the first um, or the biggest, should I say, carbon capture storage plants on on thermal um, thermal power out in the U.S. Um, and you've mentioned a few other examples of where you have succeeded. Could mm. you maybe talk us through a few other examples of where this technology is, you know, uh, proved particularly interesting or, or, or successful? I think uh, what we are developing with other partners right now is also the way, not only storage, but utilization of the captured CO2. I think we eventually need such kind of solutions uh, for, because physically, you know, the storage <laughs> places could come to some kind of limit. <laughs> 
in the very long future. But uh, uh, if we can use uh, the capture CO2, this is also one way of solving the issues. So in that sense, uh, we are making uh, such kind of joint uh, development efforts with other companies for uh, the utilization of the captured CO2 for things like uh, changing into a sort of an uh, alternative fuel, synthesizing with other, you know, elements and uh, synthesize, uh, producing synthesized fuels like methanol. Methanol, this is uh, one of the things which we are uh, trying to develop. And there, there are various, uh, uh, you know, solutions uh, which we are also looking into to utilize such kind of captured CO2. Yes, there is the, the te te technology improvement will take us, I think, to a new dimension uh, yeah. for uh, such kind of uh, CO2 technology, CO2 uh, value chain. Yes, ideally, we, we end up trying to use some of the, the carbon as well in, in various industries. And, and we certainly see quite a few new industries popping up. You know, you can, you can now buy, whether it's building materials or, or, or others that you know, ultimately mm, take mm, carbon from, mm. from the air and, uh, uh, or, or directly from an industrial plant and um, use that to make other materials. Okay, wonderful. Um, I mean, where where do you see the the future of CCS growing and your future sort of focus? I mean, you've talked about all the different industries, but where where is the sort of the biggest sort of need and the future focus needing needing to be? Yes, uh, looking at uh, the world and uh, the world as a whole is heading for carbon neutral in the 2050s. This is uh, the sort of that. Uh, I would say, the consensus of the uh, global consensus for our target. One thing is, uh, I think one way in achieving that kind of carbon neutral uh, world is through the use of renewable energies and uh, electrification through renewable, of, uh, renewable energies. This is obviously a very effective way uh, in the to uh, way towards carbon neutral. However, looking globally, there are not all the areas geographically are you know, blessed with such kind of uh, conditions to make the renewable energy competitive. There are places where the wind is not so strong, where the, the, sun, the sunshine is limited. These are, the, uh, looking globally, there are places like that. And also, those are the areas which are relatively heavily populated and they need uh, further growth in the economies like uh, the Asian countries or African countries, these places. And so in order to grow uh, economically and but at the same time not, you know, emitting carbon dioxide like the, the Western world has been doing for years. <laughs> I see. For those uh, uh, kind of areas, I think this, uh, this carbon capture technology is indispensable for the economic growth and prosperity of such kind of countries. So, yes, the movement will start from uh, Europe or UK and these countries. But I think globally, we need such kind of technology to be spread over the world in order to realize, uh, you know, uh, the economic prosperity and decarbonization at the same time. Absolutely. No, thank you. No, certainly, I think any credible climate scenario recognizes that you know the, the the capture and removal of co2 from the atmospheres is absolutely fundamental um to making net zero as such possible wonderful okay ken thank you uh, we have run out of time um as is always the problem with these things but, <laughs> um, 
it's been it's been really great to have your your views on the future role of CCUS uh, and including, I guess, that all important business case. How 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 is it going to work going forward? So, yeah, thanks thanks for sharing. I guess. Thank you very much. Insight. Thank you very so much, thank David. You. Yeah, thank you very much, David. I much appreciate it, Ken. And uh, thanks everyone for listening as well. Hope you enjoyed it. Please make sure you subscribe, give us a great rating, and share with your friends. And talk to you next time.